0: This is the first episode ever of uh, my new podcast, (laughs) Uh, American in Peril, which is a name that I decided on purely because I think it's funny when you look at what the cover of the podcast looks like. But also, just thematically, I think it's going to make sense, as I'm going to get into um, in this episode, I suppose. I just kind of want this to be, like, an introduction to, like, my thoughts, what I want this to be, um, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. We're not deep diving into anything except, like, my neuroses. Um, also, sorry, I'm talking, I have a very low voice right now, and it maybe sounds like I'm trying to do ASMR or be, like, sultry with you. I'm really not. Um, it is eleven fifteen ish at night um, and my parents live down the hall which is also something I'm going to get into. I do have a bunch of notes and I'm, I'm gonna look at my notes while I do this because um, I'm new to this. I do have another podcast um, at, well, hold on. Let me just introduce myself. Uh, hi, my name's Mackenzie. Mackenzie Smith. Um, and I am 25 years old. I um, live in the Portland area of Oregon, not Maine. Let's make that clear. Um, not that Oregon is any better. I think that's a dumb fight to try to win. Because Portland... There's many things to criticize, (laughs) but that is where I live. Um, Not telling you neighborhoods, because that would be insane. Um, But yeah, I, that's me. Um, I have been online for a very long time. I had a YouTube channel for years. Um, I still do. It's uploaded. This is uploading on my YouTube channel. If you're listening to it on Spotify or some other podcast thing. It's also on YouTube and there's video that goes along with it. Um, It's me in my beautiful room um, with like a a wallpaper behind me. It's lovely. You should go check it out. Um, But yeah, I have decided to do a podcast because I think I just have a lot going on in my brain all the time. And it's really frustrating that the only way to get those thoughts out for, you know, the world is to either like write them down or do a podcast and I think a podcast is faster even though I do consider myself a writer like I write fiction and um, that's a whole other thing I do I also write articles sometimes I have a whole resume I'll link it out in the bio of this podcast Um but yeah I do like want to kind of use this as a replacement for my youtube channel because i did use that for a long time as a way to like keep people updated on my life i don't really want this to be about my life i want this to be about my thoughts on the culture and the world sometimes politics maybe if that won't get me fired from my job and yeah i just these are all i i think about the world a lot i spend a lot of time online And it's really unhealthy for me. And I think that as as long as I'm going to be doing that to myself, I might as well be trying to make a quick buck off of it by having a fucking podcast. So, yeah, that's literally my whole reasoning. I chose the branding that you see if you're listening to this podcast. Um, Because I think the American Apparel like editorial look is going to be very in or is already in. And I've always found it interesting and I thought that the pun was a really easy one to make because I am an American and I struggle with fear. So as should we all. So yeah, that's the name of the podcast and that is what it's about. It's about living in a horrible disintegrating culture where you're expected to care about so many things and I think you should really only care about some of them. But like you have to know about all of them or else people start to get like mad that you don't know about them. And I think that that's not right. But I'm going to be here. I'm going to be talking about a lot of those things. I can educate you on some of these things. Probably. I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on what's going on in the world. Um, Sometimes I'll probably have good opinions and sometimes I'll probably have bad opinions. And I'm going to ask you to refrain from being mean to me about them even if you really strongly disagree, because I'm coming from a good place. (laughs) And everybody thinks that, but I'm specifically coming from having like a golden heart that you would see in like a dove's chest. So just keep that in mind before you're mean to me. Anyway, yeah, so my history. um, I used to have a YouTube channel, um, still technically do, and I really liked making YouTube videos. I was really into... YouTube in general when I was younger, like, high school through, like, first couple years of college. Um, Like I said, I'm 25, so that was, like, 10, 11 to, like, seven years ago. Um, That was, like, the bulk of the time that I was uploading there. Um, I have another podcast called Zillennial Breakdown, because I am... I mean, I think generation names are so dumb, but, like, technically, I guess I would be considered... Gen Z but I feel spiritually like a millennial so that's that podcast um and in that podcast we talk a lot about YouTube culture and you should check it out So with my friend Michaela um they are really late on uploading it so I'm sorry if you've been listening to that podcast because apparently we have some listeners <laughs> but we've not been we've not been uploading and that's fine um but yeah it'll it'll come down the pipeline eventually um but yeah, that is a big part of, I guess, my interaction with what it's like to be on. Like, what, what, what am I putting online? What's my output? Um, my output is YouTube videos. And I have a very prolific Tumblr blog also, which I will not be linking out. But I have one. Um, yeah, I'm just tired of sharing so much about my life personally. And I would rather be sharing thoughts. I don't need you to know what I had for breakfast or what makeup I'm putting on my face. I need you to know exactly how I felt about Mitch McConnell having a stroke, <laughs> which he may or may not be having continuously forever. Anyway, I I think in another life, I could have been like an essayist YouTuber. Um, you know, I could have really gone the ContraPoints route I just think that's something I don't have time for because I have a nine to five job and it makes more sense for me to see things in front of me and immediately say, I'm going to go record a podcast episode because it's so important that everybody knows exactly what I feel about this right now immediately because it's going to impact them so severely if they don't know my thoughts on it. So anyway, um, yeah, we're just, that's, that's, that's... uh, It's 11 o'clock at night. I'm so tired, but I want to get this done. Also, it's like storming outside. I know I said I don't want to share anything about my life, but it's like storming real bad. So if you hear any rain or anything, that's that. I also have a pug and she's in front of me. Her name is Phoebe and she snores. So those are all things that might impact my audio. Just letting you know. Um, Yeah, anyway, I am a big podcast fan I did not used to be um I it's like past couple years uh, my boyfriend is really into podcasts so I've found a few that I like um primarily a listener the only ones I pay for are Benchtopia and Truanon um Benchtopia being a podcast for the girls as the name would suggest um sort of similar to the I guess what I'm going to be doing here just not as um topic deep divey, I guess. Um, more, I want to be more current events, cultural events focused. Um, whereas they'll do like, here's a backstory on what it's like t- to be a horse girl. That's not something I'll ever talk about. But um, I find it interesting to listen to. And those two ladies are very funny. Um, so I like that podcast a lot. Um, and True Anon and is more like here's uh different conspiracy theories or here are um here's a deep dive into the life of Elon Musk and why he kind of sucks and why he's not that intelligent and um or they'll do like interview episodes with people that have written books about like the prison system or how the economy works and those things are all just very um educational for me as a left-leaning person who finds it hard to get news somewhere besides Twitter, where it's um, very consistently inaccurate. That podcast did also, just shout out, if you want to check out like some of their episodes, um, started out as like a Jeffrey Epstein research podcast, which is also all very interesting. So anyway, if any of that kind of thing interests you, totally recommend that. I do want, I want this podcast to kind of be like, obviously... Like I said, I'm a left-leaning person. Um, I, I want it to be a chill place where you can think about these things without it being super um, str- stressful for you. Even if it's stressful for me sharing my thoughts. Because people are mean. I also feel like the left needs, we need our red scare. Because like, red scare is like, it's got like a vibe, but they're dumb. Like, I've listened to the podcast. I do think the vibe they're cultivating is really unique. It's just, like, they, whether they want to admit it or not, are Republicans. So we we need our answer to whatever vibe that is. And I think that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. That's not true. I'm not going to do that. But I do think there needs to be some kind of, like, culture podcast That isn't just people um, being friends with each other. And it's more like, I'm actually showing you a topic and maybe I'll interview people someday. That would be great. Um, But here's like the latest cutting edge thing happening online. That's like a little scary for people to think about, maybe. Um, And I'm going to distill it and make it not scary for you. Yeah, so current events currently... (laughs) I didn't really do a lot of research for this episode because like I said, I'm literally just trying to introduce what the concept is. Um, but I feel like the internet is also changing a lot consistently um, month over month. Like Instagram is now called meta technically and like they released threads to like compete with Twitter and Twitter's not even called Twitter anymore. It's called X, which is stupid. And like, I just feel like the way that we communicate is going to change rapidly in the next like two years because all these websites we've been using, because they're changing like they're and they're changing for the worse. Like, let's let's get real on that. Like Instagram, nobody really posts on the feed anymore. It's like all stories and like the stories make me feel bad about myself. Like, no offense to you guys. Like, this is not about you. It's about me. I hate seeing what people are doing with themselves. It makes me feel like I need to do it too. And I just think that's bad. And I that's why I go on Twitter, is because everybody on there is a failure. And I can't even do that anymore properly because the algorithm is all messed up. And I th- there's so many features I don't care about. And it's just, it's not a good app. Also, that one's rotting my brain too, because it's like constantly showing me things that are going to make me angry and all these takes from people that have not given it more than a second's thought but have said just the right thing to make me feel like I need to go punch drywall and it's just it's not good reddit also I mean I love like an am I the asshole story I love seeing something so deranged but is that healthy should I see any of that should I know any of that I don't know And Tumblr is dead. Like, I barely use it anymore. And that is so sad because that was my main social media for years. Anyway, I'm just complaining about social media. But I just think it's dying. And are podcasts going to be the next thing? I don't... I mean, they've kind of... Some would argue podcasts are dying, too. Maybe I'm coming in at the tail end of something. Maybe we're all coming in at the tail end of something. Like, it's a rough world out there for communicating... Between people and that just it frustrates me. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Um, I also I like most people in tech like I think are like socially stupid and that like they shouldn't be in charge of social media if that's the case. Like Elon Musk has probably never had a genuine social connection in his life. So like why is he running the social website? Why is Mark? I almost said Wahlberg. Mark Zuckerberg. That man made a website to judge the bodies of women. <laughs> and now it's the website your mom uses to share news about a stabbing that happened downtown. She thinks it's going to happen to you. And you know I'm right. She's not right. I, My prediction that your mom will share an article with you about that is right. Yeah, I just, I feel like I kind of had, like when I was younger, like 18... Around 2016, you know, the year when everything started to um, crumble before our very eyes, at least for people my age, if you were younger than that, like, I guess it was COVID. And if you're older than that, I guess it's Iraq. Oh, 9-11. Well, that's like, that's all the same thing. Anyway, for me, when everything crumbled before my eyes, 2016, which in hindsight is Extremely funny, but it's whatever um I just I think I had so much faith in like what being on- online would do for people, and like how communicating with each other was going to like save people's brains and like I don't know, just make it easier to um have empathy for other people specifically. Um, and that is an opinion I for sure no longer hold. I think this year in particular has, like, really cemented it for me. But that's, like, never something that's going to happen. It's, like, not a capability that, like, the internet was ever meant to have or can have. And it's just... I think we all need to start losing faith in it a little bit more. And yes, there are good things about the internet. Like, I've met friends on it, and I... You know, it's great seeing what people that I don't keep up with that often, like, are doing in their lives. Like, people in high school that, you know, I had, like, a passing, like, you're cool. You know, that is, like, good. Um, LinkedIn, as horrible as it is, I guess is useful. You know, Twitter, also useful for getting jobs. There's positives. You know, people have communities. But I also think, (laughs) like, the grand scale. And this has so been said. Like, I'm not making any unique points. Like, oh, it's damaging us. Honey, lock it down. Throw it in the river. Yeah, I don't know. I think my big, like, turning point this year was... Honestly, and this is, like, a whole different topic, but also, like, not a different topic. Like, all the Taylor Swift shit is, like, this is because I'm a woman. If I was not a woman, this was... this was if Specifically, if I was not a white woman, this would not have been my awakening on, like, why the internet is, like, a horrible place. But I just, people constantly, like, why am I, like, bombarded with things that are so completely useless about one person's life constantly? And I'm probably saying this because I'm a 1975 fan, but everything that happened with the Maddie Healy thing was just garbage in, garbage out. I don't even need to talk about it. It's been so talked about that, like, even me talking about it right now is, like, damning me to, like, a different layer of hell. But, like, it's so dumb. Like, why Why do we need to know so much about each other? Why? Especially, like, I don't know. Someone like Taylor Swift is, like, very open about things in her life. Like, in her music. And, like, at a very official, like, official channels for finding out things about her life. <laughs> and yet, people have to go online and make up theories about how she's actually, like, a lesbian. And how she's, like... So racist for dating a guy who went on a podcast, which is what I'm I'm making a podcast right now. <laughs> I don't know how she's like inventing a new gold standard because like she's bringing in so much money to all these cities. I just, it's all things I don't need to think about. It's clutter in my brain. And I even went to the Aeros tour, and I had a good time. I had a great time. And I got rained on so hard and it was so fun, but I don't need to think about it. As frequently as I'm being made to think about it once again probably not a unique point I just I feel like we're wasting so much of our time and energy on like finding out things about each other and like fighting with each other about like little things like a guy who went on a podcast I don't know I think part of that too sort of taps into this like this this is a this is a me personal theory But like also especially everybody being obsessed with Taylor Swift and like the era stuff, I think is so fascinating because it's like if you like your most anticipated musical release of the year is like a re-release of an album from like not even 10 years ago. Like 1989, Taylor Swift is re-releasing in October, I think like I've seen people say that like ad nauseum at this point. I Like, is that not, like, a sign of, like, a dying culture? I, like, I don't know. I just... Obviously, I'm excited for it, too. That is my favorite Taylor Swift record. I, ju- I feel like I need to go on the record, not to overuse the word record, right now and just say, like, I like Taylor Swift. I'm not coming for her. Stay away from me. But I <laughs> I think it's odd that the most popular albums for the past, like, two years have been albums that have already come out and like people don't want new stuff they just want to have the same conversations over and over again and like listen to the same stuff over and over again and like never reach out of the box and try something new and like that goes for movies obviously like we're stuck in like this loop of like most popular movies being like franchise movies and the summer was an exception obviously noting that like the Barbenheimer thing Which was cool. But yeah, I just think we're babyfying ourselves a little bit. And I'm making that word a thing. We are babyfying ourselves by like constantly investing in just nostalgia. And like cycles of the same discourse. And like just never um, go, like I said, just I don't know. Never going out of your way to like have new conversations listen to new music, watch a movie you've never thought about. It's, like, people are just, like, so involved with culture, but also so uninvolved with it. Like, you can know, like, millions of little facts about, like, one thing, and I think, like, the way that we've, like, niched everything down to, like, this algorithm shows you only what you want to see is, like, like, you're so, you're so logged in, and yet you don't know what someone, like, 20 feet away from you like down the street is ever thinking about it at any given time because they have a completely different algorithm than you. and like what does that do what is that doing to people because like we used to have one singular like everybody knew what was happening in pop culture if I say Lady Gaga 2009 paparazzi at the VMAs blood on her outfit you're picturing something if I now was to say something else about a different artist I like such as I don't know. What's Charlie XCX popping out of a coffin? Do you know what song I'm talking about? Do you know the moment? No, you don't. But you know, Lady Gaga, (laughs) because that's the last time we had like a cohesive, you know, everybody was paying attention to the same shit. And like, there's pros and cons of that, right? Like, I think everybody being more individualized is also good because it's like, then you know more about what you like you know, it's it's a better way to be in touch with yourself. And like, I think if you're a creative person, that's really positive. But at the same time, if everybody is watching different things and listening to different things and getting their new small different sources and thinking about completely different things, it like fractures all of us. And then when someone says something that another person's never heard of, they get defensive and they get freaked out. And it's, it ain't great. It just it ain't great. People don't even really pay attention to, like, where the things that they are consuming come from, either. And that's, like, a whole other can of worms. Like, I don't know. Do you know who Pop Crave is? If you're on Twitter, do you know if anything they say is true? You no, you don't know. And even, like, I don't know, anything you stream probably was made in, like, semi-harsh conditions, especially on Netflix like i don't know i've been an extra on netflix productions it wasn't great it wasn't fantastic you know the pay was shit i mean being an extra anywhere is shit but especially a netflix production compared to the hulu one i was on hulu had it together <laughs> we're a little we're a little greedy consumers we're a little greedy pigs and it's it ain't it ain't right topping that thread of the conversation off with i think strikes are good. I like that all these indie companies are actually, like, giving them what they want, um, for the Writers Guild and the, the SEG Screen Actors Guild, um, strikes. I think that's wonderful. If the only movies we get in, like, a year are from, like, A24 and Neon, so be it. That's good. <laughs> good. I do also worry that, like, the lack of just, like, sloppy- content coming out once the strikes like really start to drag on is going to like I think it's going to illuminate some things about people and our consuming habits and I think that's a good thing too so thank you strikers yeah I have a bunch of other notes here about like the difference between like art and what is the difference between like art and content and like uh, do I need to get into that right now I don't know if I do would it be cool if like people cared about that differentiation? Yes. I'll make a different episode about that. Anyway. The only other topic I really wanted to cover that's also so related to Taylor Swift, maybe this is a Taylor Swift episode, is that I've been feeling really weird about like how people portray like girlhood and womanhood recently. And it sort of ties back to Taylor Swift because I think that's where a lot of people are like getting some of these ideas about like she's very vocal about like, I don't know, like what was my girlhood stolen from me? what is it to be a woman? And those are good questions. I just think like the way the internet and other young women have like ran with that has been very interesting to see and very unrelatable to me personally. So I do feel like if there's one thing I can really contribute with having a podcast, um, it's being a different representation of of what it's like to be a lady. Um, because I just, there's like so little out there about like what that's like, I don't know. I'm sure many people feel that way, but like the girl dinner trend, not funny. Um, objectively, not something I relate to. Like, I guess I sometimes eat snacks instead of dinner. How is this related to me being a girl? Am I even a girl? I'm 25 years old. At the age I'm at right now, my mom was pregnant with me. (laughs) Like, am I where do i fall am i not a girl not yet a woman britney spears who knows i just feel like there's a lot of push recently to call yourself a girl specifically and it feels once again like we're babyfying ourselves like i you know is your girlhood really about like you know fun aesthetic pictures that you found online from like the virgin suicides or is it about you know when I was a little girl, I had a bunch of Beanie Babies and troll dolls, and I would bathe them in the backyard of my grandparents' house. And I would put soap in the water, and I would dunk them in the water over and over, and then I would make, give them new haircuts, and the Beanie Babies I would wring out, and I, all the water would fall on the, the, the ground, and it would slap and make a slapping sound, and I found it really appealing. Is that what girlhood is? Maybe yeah, it's just, it's very odd to me. It feels very romanticized. Um, and I think that's something that people rely on a lot in just the current moment we're in probably always, um, to get by because there's so little to be excited about. Like I didn't even get into, I'm living at my parents house cause I don't have any money because even though I have a full-time job, uh, like a career job, um, I, frankly, like when I got an apartment last year to when, you know, it came time to be this year, uh, you know, things had inflated so much, utilities cost so much. And, uh, I, you know, I just, I ended up finding myself in credit card debt because everything got too expensive. And the way I could budget last year, this time is not the way I can budget this year this time. And, um, people get very upset when things like that happen, including me And that's why I'm recording a podcast in my childhood bedroom. I just think people have different ways of coping with that. And one of those is doing little trends like girl dinner and trying to romanticize your life on TikTok, which is a weird thing for someone in their 20s to do, I think. But that's not my business. You know, it's just there's not a lot of joy (laughs) in the world, Um, which then I think makes people more nostalgic and more willing to go back to like, what if... Taylor Swift records from 10 years ago were new. What? Fuck it. Why does it matter? You know, life sucks. (laughs) Um, and I just, I'm getting so tired. I need to wrap it up. But anyway, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, it's frustrating to, um, be in a situation where also like after COVID, I feel like people felt like they lost years. So people are trying to, um, act younger than they are, including me. And I think that generally that's a good thing, actually. So I don't know why I said that like was a bad thing. But um, it makes people more reliant on still calling themselves like a girl or I'm just a little guy. It's, you know, infantilizing yourself um, is one of the costs of being locked down for a year, at least in my state. I've heard some states didn't really do that. Power to you, I guess. But we didn't. I actually got locked down and it sucked. I was 22. Speaking of Taylor Swift, that was supposed to be my year and it wasn't. I sat in my room and I watched movies. It was not the perfect night. Where was I going with any of this? Yeah, um, I just think we're not giving ourselves enough credit in terms of our intelligence and our worth as adults and how we could... Um, Have more mature and nuanced discussions as people. And think more critically about where our media comes from. And also think more about like messaging about your own gender. Because sometimes I feel like when people talk about being a woman or being a girl, it's like very exclusive and it's like not cute. Because I don't want to do a girl dinner. And I don't always want to talk about Taylor Swift. (laughs) And I... Um, actually, Virgin Suicides is one of my favorite movies. I can see the DVD with my own eyes right now. It's sitting in the corner. But, like, not everybody has to relate to that movie. And, like, that's cool and good. And also, most of the depictions of womanhood are, like, very white and very straight. And it's not great. God. People project so much, too. It's like, I feel like people are like, this is what all girls are like. All girls, like... To open their mouths when they put on mascara. All girls should have a baby by the time they're 30. All girls have boob problems. All girls have a pair of shoes that they like. That one might be true. But I just... I don't need to hear it. (laughs) I don't need to hear your takes on how I need to feel about my experience in my female body Um, anyway I'm getting so tired I'm gonna cut it but that's what this podcast is about me complaining about um, money and being a lady and what I see online it's probably of no interest to anybody but me but I'm doing it and it's gonna be regular probably semi-weekly whenever something new online gets me mad, which is frequently. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, I hope you're having a good day. I do want to end these episodes with like little recommendations. Um, I, what have I been listening to recently? I, there was like a Twitter prompt that was going around. Let me read it verbatim because I think it's like a fun, it's like a fun topic. Make a 20 track compilation of your all-time favorite tracks. Each artist can only be be featured once, and they are not the best songs, but ones that bring instant joy the second you hear the first note. Yeah, a little cheesy, but I did make a playlist for it. My friends and I made playlists playlist for it, and we shared them with each other, and it was cute. Um, So I've been listening to that recently, so I guess the only song I'm going to recommend is the top song on that playlist, which is my apparently favorite song of all time. If you look at my Spotify overall stats for my entire account, which I've had since like 2012, Probably the song I've listened to the most is Vroom Vroom by Charlie XCX. That is my first recommendation, which if you're gay, <laughs> I'm sure you've heard it. So maybe that recommendation doesn't go out to you, but it goes out to everybody else. What else can I recommend to you? I'm currently reading Happy Hour by Marlo, Marlo Granados. Um, yeah, it's really fun. It sort of reminds me of The Guest by Emma Klein, which I read earlier this year um yeah the guest is like about a girl who goes to the hamptons and got herself into some trouble in new york city and that's why she's there and she had like a sugar daddy boyfriend and then they break up and she has to like there's big thunder going on outside she has to like find her way around the hamptons and like kill time until she can go back to her sugar daddy's house because he's having a big party on like the last day of him being there or something And she thinks she can get him to take her back by going to the party. Anyway, it's like kind of a fun book. Um, I think Happy Hour does the concept kind of better because it's more about um, two girls living in New York City and they have no money. And they have to continually make ends meet throughout the entire summer. And like it goes through like all their odd jobs and how it makes them feel to not have any money, which is something I can relate to right now. Um, Yeah, if you're somebody in your, like, early to mid-20s who is having that struggle right now, I would totally recommend that book. Happy Hour by Marlo Granados. Hope I'm saying her last name right. Um, Yeah, for movies, honestly, I just rewatched Fight Club. Good movie. This podcast is kind of like Fight Club for girls. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, if you've never watched it, go watch it. I do think, generally, the best thing about Fight Club is that it's silly. And it doesn't get enough credit for how silly it is. And also, it's fun to watch other credit card companies blow up at the end. <laughs> but that's that. Um Yeah, those are my recommendations. This is my podcast. Welcome to America in Peril. This is Fight Club for Girls. <laughs> that's the new tagline. Um Yeah. Tune in next week when I talk about something that probably hasn't happened yet. Oh, uh Yeah. Follow me wherever podcasts are available. Go on my YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube. Follow me on Instagram at notmackenzie, which you can see the spelling of in the description of the podcast, wherever you're listening to it right now. Um, Or you can follow me on Twitter at Liam Gerliger, as in Liam Gallagher from Oasis, not from Shameless. And you spell that like his name, except it's girl instead of gal with two L's. Um, Yeah, that's where you can follow me. I'm also on Letterboxd, i so not Mackenzie. Anyway, there you go. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful day and you don't do anything online that's gonna make you mad and you uh, don't spend more than $30 today. There you go, okay, bye.